Hey, everybody. Welcome. It is March 17th, 2021. This is the Robert Bruden Podcast Show, and I'm your host, Robert Bruden. And today, wow, it is the sand is blowing like crazy in West Texas. It's literally you can't see across the freeway. It is just nasty, nasty, nasty. I am so over the sand right now. Um, Today, we're going to talk about taking your life back. and we're going to get into that and, and really define it better for you uh, as we get into the meat and potatoes of this show. So, like always, we're going to take a 60-second short break. And stay with me because I'm going to be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for staying with me. And I want to thank all of our subscribers and our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much. And so we're going to talk today uh, a little bit about taking your life back. And there's a reason that this kind of prompted me today was, you know, I I see a lot of things on social media and I see uh, people commenting to me, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, naysayers and people who, you know, have some critical something to say about you uh, and and people who are taking that to heart, you know, um, I get people who tell me that, you know, people, they they talk about this digital nomad thing with friends and family. People tell them they're crazy. They can't do that. Oh, that's just, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, uh, uh, only happens to a certain few and things like that. And I think that's such bullshit when people do stuff like that to anybody, you know, well, I'm going to keep them out of harm's way. Well, who in the hell, you know, wait a minute, who says they're getting in harm's way? Okay. Anything that we've talked about, I've always said, you know, you're going to take some calculated risk, okay? You're going to do, you know, we're not just going to go out, quit our job and go, okay, I'm going to, you know, have this digital business and, you know, no, 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 okay? You know, if people, if friends or family are talking about it, cool, that sounds interesting. Tell me more. How are you going to exit from your job so that you can feel secure that the income that you have is going to sustain your family or yourself for that matter? You know, there, there are good questions to ask, but just to simply say, oh, that's just stupid or that's bullshit or that's, you know, I'm like, how in the hell can you say something like that to someone, you know, that's opening up their heart to you. Okay, and opening up their uh, uh, feeling free enough to discuss with you their uh, aspirations. And you're just going to take a dump on that? Seriously? Damn, you know. Uh, You know, if you tell a spouse, we got children, you can't do it. Oh, my God. Hello. Where there's a will, there's a way. And we've talked about, you know, having a digital nomad lifestyle. and, and having children, you know, uh, ever heard of the word homeschool, you know, so uh, there's, there's ways to do these things without just taking a dump on somebody's dreams. And I think that's just such horseshit that it really pisses me off. I, I have a, a friend and I've talked about this before on social media that, you know, um, she's in her mid forties and, and, and she has a long, <clears throat> incredibly beautiful hair. And she's a beautiful woman and people are always critiquing her hair. I'm like, good God, man, do you not have time to do some other shit besides critiquing a very sweet woman and her hair who does nothing but try to bring joy, fun and peace to this world. And I'm thinking that is such garbage, you know, and then because she's tall that, oh, well, you shouldn't wear heels. Oh, my freaking God. Are you really worried about, I mean, she wears really cute shoes. She has beautiful hair. She dresses very smartly, professionally, and appropriately for her job and her position. She is an elementary school teacher. 
and always has on, you know, uh, appropriate clothes for, for that. Even when she does things at home, you know, the woman dresses just beautifully. And I'm sitting there going, what kind of a person do you have to be to sit there and critique someone's hair? Well, you're over 40. You should cut your hair. Well, who in the F are you to tell anybody to cut their damn hair? You know, stop being, you know, stop being a nosy barker and start being a friend. Start being someone who is, you know, well, friends, no friends don't hurt people. You know, friends don't, I'm sorry. Well, I speak the bold truth. Well, you can speak the bold truth. Just don't slay somebody doing it. You know, well, I can't candy coat it. That's just not me. I'm not telling you to candy coat it, but I'm not telling you to be an asshole either. So we're going to talk today about if you feel, um, ooh, and I'll use this word because it's a shitty word to use. If you feel victimized by assholes who sit there and naysayers and people who say uh, crappy things to you or, or they don't support or even attempt to support what you're trying to achieve and do, then guess what? You're listening to the right show today. So we're going to learn. We're and I'm I'm working from some excerpts from an article I wrote about taking your life, take your life back, as it's titled. Okay, and it's on our website. And so sometimes you feel like you're continually kicked in the gut. Uh, you get the rug jerked out from under you. Uh, Nothing seems to go right. You get all kinds of people saying, well, that's just stupid. I can't believe you're doing that. Well, kiss my butt, okay? I have always said, all right, that there are two people who know whether you or myself can do a thing, okay? So if you are setting out to do something in your life, there are two, there is two people that you need to listen to. One is God and one is yourself, okay? And I use God as a people person in this uh, uh, metaphor so that it, you know, it makes it easier to talk about, you know? But if you, if you are your higher power or your spiritual, you know, the universe, however you define your spiritualness, that, you know, if you feel it deep in your gut and your soul, you know? I've always said there's there's a saying out there. At first they'll ask you why you're doing it, and then they're then they're going to start asking you how you did it. Okay, and so you can know deep in your gut and soul. You may have to go against the world. You know, <clears throat> you may have to go look at Colonel Sanders, for example. Everybody's heard of KFC, the fried chicken place. Okay. Well, when he first started going out as a senior citizen with his recipe and his chicken, he had to go get the door slammed in his face about a thousand times, literally, before somebody said, oh, my God, this is wonderful. This is great. And you know how he did that? He knew. He knew. He believed in his gut, heart, and soul that he had the best fried chicken recipe ever. And if you've ever eaten KFC chicken, then you know it's good stuff. For fast food chicken, it's pretty dadgum good stuff. Everybody's eating at a KFC. You know, they're everywhere. And look at what it is today. Sadly, he is no longer around, but, you know, in his day... He made a mark. And the reason that he did that, the reason that he kept with that is because he believed in his gut, heart, and soul that what he had was worthy of someone's attention. And he finally had found it. And the rest is history. So if you know, and I would think after about 50 or 100, most people are going to quit. So tenacity, perseverance, patience all come into play. And your gut, heart, and soul belief that you can do something. 
So if you believe in that way, if you have searched your heart and soul and you believe and everybody around you saying, oh, that's stupid, prove them wrong. Steve Harvey says, jump. Here's a quote that I really like from someone who has since passed away, but who was a beautiful soul while she was here. It says, and I quote, self-acknowledgement boosts your emotional and spiritual immunity, giving you the strength you need to release the past and rise above fear, doubt, or resignation, end quote. Debbie Ford. And those of you that know who Debbie Ford is, she was uh, uh, longtime friends with Deepak Chopra, and she wrote a book, uh, a couple of books, I think two or three. Anyway, uh, she just was an amazing woman, and uh, I thought that was a poignant quote. Uh, so wherever you are in your life, okay, you're gonna ha- and if you let's say you're in a shitty place. You know, and from where I started to where I am today, I started with basically my life in a shambles, a divorce that I absolutely at the time positively did not want. I didn't want a divorce from my ex-wife. You know, I have since come to realize that in acceptance of that is that that wasn't my true destiny. So it went from being extremely, excuse me, extremely painful to, wait a minute, I have a new life, a new shot. I wish it was with my ex at the time, okay, but no more. Now I'm excited to see where my life is going to take me. I, I am trusting in my faith. I am trusting that whatever life is going to open up for me, that that is the path that I'm supposed to be on, you know? And I have some wonderful people now in my life, and I like that. So you can begin to take your life back, Is and my point being in this, is you can begin to take your life back no matter where you are. So if you find yourself in a really shitty place, okay, well, guess what? It's time to take your life back. You know what I, I used to tell my, and I still do tell myself, I'm, I'm not losing anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through a damn divorce again. You know, I, I, I mean, we all set out to, and, and I would have never thought in all my days that, that I, that I would have ended up that way, but I'm not going to lose anymore. I'm not going to lose because I don't have the knowledge to succeed, you know? And I'm not saying that it was my knowledge or my lack thereof that failed my marriage. But, you know, there are some things in hindsight that I wish I had done differently. Okay. So I learned. I learned a lot of things about myself and about what I bring to a relationship. It takes two. Okay. It takes two to make a marriage. All right. So we both were lacking in certain areas of our life where it just stopped meshing. It stopped melding. You know, and that's sad, but, you know, that's that's how life took us. But my point again, and let's reiterate, is you can start from wherever you are, no matter how crappy a situation that you're in. Okay, so don't don't let that begin to stop you from changing. Okay, Um, you can really begin to unleash some creative uh, things in your life, you can start finding some peace when you learn to quiet your mind. When you learn to be able to sit down and, you know, I, I, I wrote another article. It's called When Silence Screams, you know, because you're sitting in silence, yet your head's screaming. So, one of the ways that, that I combat that is through meditation, uh, silent prayer, okay, um, where you can actually begin to focus on something besides, oh, my God, I can't pay my bills. Oh, my God, I just lost this relationship. Oh, my God, I'm alone again. Oh, my God, 
I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know where I'm going to work. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know, you know, how I'm going to pay for anything. I don't want to lose my credit. I don't, you know, you can sit there and go on and on and on and your head will happily spin like a top until you learn to quiet your mind. And it is absolutely achievable. Okay. It is, I don't give a shit how much you tell me, oh, my life, you know, is a whirlwind. It's this, it's that. Everybody has had a heartbreaking event in their life. It wouldn't be life if you haven't had a heartbreaking event in your life. So you can start over. One of the things that 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 someone told me once that I, I found very good, they said, think about the worst thing that's happened to you in your past and see if you can remember half the shit that made you crazy about it or made you hor- horrified about it, you know, or and the fact that today you really don't ever give it a second thought. It's like a loss of a relationship. I can't believe I lost this person in a relationship. And then you sit there and think about um, years past. You you go, wow, I don't really give this person a second thought in my day-to-day stuff. I use my situation because that was kind of ground zero for me uh, to start this new life that I now enjoy. You know, and uh, and that was somewhat of a catalyst. Uh, I mean, I was a writer and did things back then, but I've become a more prolific writer post all of that situation. So that's kind of, was kind of a ground zero for me. It's not that I want to go back and relive it because I don't, but I do, or I am grateful that I can now not get myself in a horrid situation. I won't say I don't miss her every now and again, but I don't, uh, get into the deep state of depression that I did when all that first happened. Okay. So that was my ground zero to, to, uh, uh, pick myself up out of the pits of hell. So I want to go over a few things that are really just five key points about how to strengthen yourself. Okay. And this is what I did for myself take what out of here that you can and uh, and begin to use it. But try one and give yourself some time to start, okay? So, and this is all, again, goes back to, and I want to keep pounding this in, this is taking back our life. This is where we're set, you know, where, because I have friends who, who get upset when, you know, naysayers and people critique them in a negative way and they get upset about it. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, this is how you get out of that. This is how, how you know, because those of you that read me and listen to my podcast know that I don't have any patience for naysayers. I really don't. Because who, it'd be just like me being critical of you, you know, if I knew something about you and being critical of that. I don't know what the backstory to something that maybe I'm being critical of for you. I don't know your backstory. Maybe somebody who's writing a book and you critique what they've written and how they're formatting what they've written, yet they're dyslexic. Okay? Maybe if you listen to the damn message instead of critiquing their grammar, you know, or their sentence structure or their or their writing style and know, "Oh wow, this person, you know, it's an achievement for someone with dyslexia to write a book or it's an achievement for someone who has, you know, maybe wasn't, maybe made the mistake of, of quitting school at an early age and simply doesn't have the the background, but the message from what they're writing is, is life altering or changing. So there you have it. All right. So let's talk about the five things that we were talking about here to strengthen yourself. One is pray, find times every day to share your innermost thoughts with God. The good, the bad, the ugly, get it out. All we ask for in return is the wisdom to resolve our life, to resolve our issues. Because when you think about this in prayer, okay, if all I'm asking for is wisdom and knowledge, 
What is that? That is power. Wisdom and knowledge are power. If I know how to fix something that needs fixing, okay, then that's knowledge. And if I have the wisdom to not fall into these pits or not fall into the prey of someone else's shortcomings because they're critiquing something that they have no damn business doing to begin with, but yet I'm allowing that to upset me or I go in and I look in the mirror as a woman and I sit there and go, well, maybe I should cut my hair. When really day to day, that never falls in line with what you truly think, okay? So live your life your way. Ask God for the wisdom and knowledge that you can do such a, that you can do that and pray for the people that are critical of you. I pray that that person finds peace in their heart to say, oh my God, I love your beautiful hair. The hell difference does it make how old you are? That is such a, ugh. All right. Number two, and we talked about this a second ago, meditation. And I'm not talking about sitting there going, you know, if you get into that, God bless you. What I'm talking about in meditation is really just a longer form of prayer, if you will. But a time where, for me, what I do is I find I find a really good uh, meditation music, okay? I put on headphones, I sit down, I find a comfortable spot, and I allow myself to just begin to relax and drift off. I follow my breathing, I do some things. And then when I can get into and I can center my mind's eye to look into what I want to about myself, then I can sit there and just be, I can have a lot of gratitude in that moment. I can see myself successful, see myself happy, see myself climbing mountains, see myself skiing, uh, see myself doing things that I absolutely love and enjoy, see myself taking photos, see myself filming, see myself writing, you know, and I just enjoy that moment of clarity, of just some enrichment. And then you do that often, okay, usually daily, you know, maybe twice a day. And I'm telling you, when you can clear your mind and you can start to quiet your mind, it's amazing what the brain will come up with being the capacity of of thought is elevated to heights that you've never experienced. And it's just unbelievable. Another thing to do is to, for you don't have to do this all the time, I do it in bits and spurts in my life, is journal your day. Learn the difference between activity and productivity. You can sit here and go, oh my God, I'm so busy, you know, and I'm doing all these things, but what are you really doing? You know, how much time, how much screen time, you know, it, why, there's a reason that you now track your screen time on your phones, okay? Because you get lost in this garbage, in this gobbledygook of social media, and you begin to lose track of, of production, productivity, because you sat there and read all these articles that just spin you out of control. You know, there, there is nothing. And shame on the media. Shame on them, okay? I have, there is really a very rare time of day where something is actually celebrated. But they're damn sure quick to say, oh my God, this person's getting a divorce. Oh my God, this person was caught cheating. Oh my God, this person was caught kissing uh, so-and-so at Starbucks. Oh my God, this person's taking down the royal family. Oh my God, this person's doing this. Oh my God, this person's doing that. Who gives a shit? I don't care. What I care about is my family and my life, and I care about yours. To the extent that I say we uplift each other instead of saying, oh my God, the government sucks and they're going to take away all of our privileges. They're going to do all this stuff, you know. They can only take it away if you allow them to, you know, I'm sure that, that with this new uh, $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that does nothing to fight COVID and does everything to build bridges and subway tunnels, 
and do all other kind of pork belly bullshit that government does. I'm sure that, guess what is fixing to happen to me and you, Mr. Regular Joe uh, Public? We're probably going to pay higher freaking taxes. You know? And it'll come out, you know, you'll start seeing more, you'll start paying higher taxes. If you looked at, and just Google it, at how much a a gallon of gas costs and how much of that gallon of gas is actual taxes, it'll make you puke. Because the vast majority of what you're paying per gallon in taxes is that. It's taxes and it will make you puke. So if we focus on that shit all the time, instead of just going to the pump, filling up, sucking it up and saying, you know what, I, whatever. Because what I do is I learn to live around, work around. I improvise, I adapt, I overcome. Because there are certain things that we just have no control over. So therefore, I'm going to take back my life to the extent that I'm going to accept what I have to accept and then move on with my life and start doing stuff. So you can journal about this. Journaling is is pretty cool. You know, write down your day, what you did, and figure out, go back and say, okay, what did I do this morning? Is there a tangible evidence of what I did today other than I texted friends, I posted some shit on Facebook, uh, I did a Twitter, I did a TikTok, you know. Okay, well, what of that actually helped you today? Was there any part of it that actually made any difference in your life at all? Okay, and from that, uh, you can begin to take control of your life. See, my point is you've got to be able to physically look at what you're doing in order to make a change. Don't just take it off of your, uh, so journal throughout the day. And here's something that people just, I, I get this, oh, that is such bullshit. Yet when you do research and you find out the benefits of this and you go, oh my God, this is about as simple as it gets. And I have one word for you, breathe. Okay, taking a moment to simply take 60 seconds and relaxingly breathe. So my watch actually tells me times during the day to breathe. I think it even goes so far as if my heart rate goes up, you know, then I because it usually tends to tell me to breathe when my heart rate is up and I can tell that it's up. I can't promise you that that's the truth because I haven't really looked at it that much, but I do breathe during the day. I do take 60 seconds to breathe in through my nose, out through my mouth, and just relax. And it makes a difference, a huge difference. Because when you can relax your muscles and get the tension out of your neck, Get the tension out of your body. Oh my God. OMG. You will definitely feel real change. Number five is remembering to do this. Remember to calm your mind. Be productive, creative, and happy. You know? So set times. I have a, a thing that. I, I think I have a notification in my phone that I leave there all the time. I actually set it out to the infinity of my calendar. Every morning in my calendar, I get a reminder that says, don't give up. God has you. And for those of you that have read me and have uh, listened to my podcast show for a good time, no. One of my mantras every day, God has me, God has me, God has me, God has me, you know, especially when I get tense and stressed, I have to remember, God has me, God has me, I'm okay, God has me, okay, as long as I'm doing, okay, what I need to do every day, then God has me, 
you know? And so you have to get in tune spiritually, okay, to yourself in order to make real lasting change. And that spiritual path, I'm not, for me, I'm Christian, okay? And that's me, okay? I don't say it has to be you. You can say, I hate organ. I don't, you know, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. Okay. Well, however you get connected to yourself spiritually, then do that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not trying to recruit you into Christianity, Catholicism, Hindu, Muslim, you know, but I do respect your spiritual journey. So find that, however that defines for you. Okay. One of the things that you have to remember is never give up. Misery loves company. So when that's another thing with naysayers. Naysayers usually have a miserable life of some in some capacity, so they want you to be in that pit of shit with them. Come join me in this pit of hell. I hate the world. I hate this. I hate that. I hate, you know, oh my God, there's so much of this, so much of that, you know? And I sit here and I see all these things like on the news, people screaming how much, you know, uh, division there is in this world. And I'm sitting here going, there's division because you keep screaming there's division. You know, for me, I happily work with, work for um, people from all nationalities, creeds, colors, sexual orientation, you know? And I just, you know, I feel like just a dude, you know? I just am a guy, who, you know? I doesn't, you know, my closest friend in the world is, is, is African American. He's a black man. Dennis and I have been friends for <laughs> gobbledygooks of years, but I don't look at Dennis in any other way than he is my friend. And I don't think he looks at me in any other way. He doesn't introduce me. Oh, this is my white friend, Bob. I'd like you, a uh, white friend, Bob. I'd like you to meet my Mexican friend, Juan. You know, it just seems so stupid. I'm not, I'm not certainly not saying that, that not to be proud of the heritage that your, that your family comes from, but damn, I can be your friend and not, and not pay attention to the color of your skin. I don't say that in a demeaning way. I say that because, you know, we're two guys. We're a guy in a, in a, in a woman, you know? I look at you as, as, as a human being. And I would hope in, in trust that you would look at me the same way. So we can fall into all these different things. But at the end of the day, if you don't take back your life, if you don't say, wait a minute, I'm not going to be stereotyped into this stereotypical view of my nationality, my ethnicity, or my sexual orientation. I choose to be me. And you can accept me or you cannot. And I'm not going to lose sleep over it if you don't. Why? Because I'm going to be around people that are like-minded to myself. And you either... You either that's you're a round peg that fits in my round hole or you're a square peg that doesn't fit in my round hole, you know? So you, I think as an individual, are allowed to do so. It's my two cents. The reason that I know that change is possible something I wrote. Great athletes train, train, and train more. You do not pick up a golf club, walk onto a tee box with Tiger Woods, and expect to win a game. You do not get on a pair of skis and stand in a start house with Lindsey Vaughn and expect to win a gold medal if she's racing against you. 
and you're just on a pair of rental skis from the rent shop. Now, with practice, training, could you go out and, and compete at the level Tiger Woods does? Sure you could. Could you go out and compete at the same level skiing as Lindsey Vaughn? Absolutely. Because there's people that do it every day. There are guys who beat Tiger Woods out on the golf course, even in his best days. And God bless his full recovery from his car wreck, I should say, as well. You know, you can, with practice and training, do anything you want. That's why I've, I, I'm actually working on a, a new book that's that's going to come out that we're that one of the things that we talk about is when changing your life what can i really achieve and not pie in the sky you can't sit there and wish shit into existence you know if and i, I sit there and you 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 and i'm going to kind of not necessarily bash on but say that it, I, I have a problem with this in the sense that, you know, you have prosperity preachers, for example. You know, I want God to give me a bigger house for my family. Or I pray that, God, I would like to make, you know, $250,000 this year. God, I would like to have a new car. God, I would like to have this or that. Okay, well, here's the skinny for me. If you want to learn how to do all that and gain all that, go read Proverbs in the Bible. Just read Proverbs. Every self-help book you ever read in your life, if you've read them, you can find every ounce of that information. And I challenge you to go look and read is in Proverbs in the Bible. Because someone challenged me to do just that. Steve Harvey. Go read it. I'm telling you. So what did Solomon ask for? Because King Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs in Proverbs. Okay. And the things that, that Solomon focused on asking from God was for wisdom and knowledge. And Proverbs is about wisdom. And so King Solomon in today's money would be about, I, I, and who knows, but from what I've read in some things, and I, I'm quoting this very third hand, is he would be about 100 times Bill Gates as far as personal net wealth. That he was one of the richest people to ever live based on what he had and amassed in his life. And the reason that he, he didn't go tell God, oh, please, God, can you bring me, you know, a thousand more gold chalices? No. He asked God for wisdom and knowledge. So go get, and the way you get wisdom and knowledge is to study on how or train towards, that goes back to my training thing, Train your mind. Knowledge is power. If you don't believe that, you need to start. You know, you absolutely need to start. Get 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 knowledge and get wisdom. That's that. I don't ask God for specific things. I ask God for the ability to achieve things the wisdom to know how to get through my life, the wisdom to know how to make my life easier, the wisdom and knowledge to have the ideas that will change my life. The ideas for articles, the ideas for books, the ideas for podcast shows. So I want the knowledge to do those things. I don't want him to, to make it so. I want God, God to give me the knowledge so that I can make it so. And that I can share his word. I can share his wisdom. 
because I'm smarter that way. The one thing that will, besides, <laughs> and I'm going to put this, uh, uh, I, I did write this. It's the one of the final paragraphs in, in my deal, and I, I, it makes me laugh, so I'm going to tell you. One of the final paragraphs in, in my article says, naysayers can kiss my ass. Let this become your mantra. So if you're having trouble with people who are telling you stupid bullshit, remember, misery loves company. Don't let them take you down in the pit. And here's the thing about naysayers. They can't do what you can do. Therefore, they're going to think themselves above you and say, well, you can't do that. How the hell do they know? Based off of superficial information, maybe you have been a screw-up all your life. Maybe you were an alcoholic. Maybe you have had dozens of relationships. Maybe you have had dozens of jobs. Maybe in the past you can't hold down a job. But that doesn't mean you can't turn around today. And with a little effort, perseverance, and help, you can be anything you damn well want to be. Ask God for knowledge and wisdom. It'll change your life. The other thing is, this isn't some midnight real estate course that I'm selling you. I'm not selling you on anything. Okay? Okay. This is not some get rich quick. This is not I'm going to change my life right now. This is going to take some work. There is no shortcut to success in your life. There is no shortcut to success in your business. It takes work, perseverance, and it takes tenacity. you got to keep at it. And if you screw up, you fall down, Pick yourself up, as they say, dust yourself off and take a step forward. A couple things I want to leave you with. Learn the difference between activity and productivity. Okay? You can talk a good game. Oh, my God. I, you know, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. But what did you achieve? What, what tangible evidence do you have at the end of your day? that you actually got something accomplished. Okay? Activity versus productivity. Big, big thing. Okay? All right. Resources versus resourcefulness. Learn that difference. If you have a lack of resources, become resourceful. Entrepreneurs are masters at that. Successful entrepreneurs are masters at that. Resources versus resourcefulness. These things will help you take charge of your life. Your past does not define who you are. If that were the case, I'd be a living, walking piece of shit. And I am not. There are people who would tell you, I am a living, walking piece of shit. But there are more people that would tell you that I'm a kind person. The person they know today is not the person that I was in my 20s. Because I was a rotten son of a bitch in my 20s. I'm 58 years old. So I think I've had time to change. But there are people in that during that time that would happily tell you, oh, he's an asshole. Well, you don't know me today. So I would agree with that statement if I was still doing those things. And that's what I want you to get in through your head. Is if, if people are telling you, oh, honey, uh, what? You want to do what? Do you know what you've done in your life? Do you know what you did? 
people that want to, you know, like I said, misery loves company. Don't fall in that. Don't fall in that trap. And if people don't want to forgive you and say, well, you know, I, I can't forgive your behavior during that time, which totally acceptable. But I am glad you are the person that you are today. That is forgiveness. Okay? You don't have to forgive. You don't have to forgive yourself in that sense. You can say, you know what? I was an asshole during that time. I can freely admit that. But I own it. What does... uh, uh, I'll think of it. Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. When she tells Diablo, own that shit. You know, because he had burned his family. Well, if you burned your family, not literally, then own it. So any mistakes that you've made in your life, you need to own that shit. Because when you do, that's powerful. And you can take back your life at that point. Because you know what? Yes. Asshole who wants to throw back my past in my face. Yes, I did. I fucked up. I made a mistake. I was horrible during that time. Absolutely 110% agree with you. But here's what you don't see. You short-sighted thingamajig. I am not that same person anymore. So yes, you definitely have an argument to make that during this space of time in my life, I was a complete douchebag. But I am not that douchebag anymore. So if you want to live in the past, go stay there. But I'm way down here. And I would love for you to know the new me, not the old me. If that can't occur, then let's just smile and have our goodbyes. Because clearly, neither one of us need to be intertwined in that life. And that's sad, but it, it can happen. You know? So, we're gonna take a just a short, short, short break here. I'm going to come back and we're going to close up the show. Hang on. Hey guys, thanks for that short little break and we are going to close the show. Um, thanks to all everybody who subscribes to the show. Thanks for you, for all of you that do that. Thanks for all of our Patreon supporters. Thanks for my buy me a coffee supporters. We've been kind of talking about that a little bit. And thank you. When you read one of my articles, if there's a, a buy me a coffee thing there and you like the article and you want to throw a couple of bucks my way, that is how instead of selling a bunch of crap, I just, I, you know, if you get something out of it then and, and it's worth a little something to you, then throw a couple of bucks towards our cause, okay? And our cause is not about me. Our cause is about putting out really good content, being a change in the world, but I can't do that for free forever. Okay, if you can't afford it, then don't worry about it. It's like I said, if, if for some reason in your life right now, and you say, wow, I'd really like to write, read this book that he published, I just can't afford it. Okay, well, here's the skinny. I will send you a digital PDF of any one of my books for free if you just ask. You know, and if you want to share a little bit about what's going on in your life and let me say a little prayer with you about it, I'm happy to do that. And all you got to do is just go to my website, send me an, a thing on the, my contact uh, page, send me an email, and I will happily send you back a digital uh, version of one of my books. It's just a PDF, won't be pretty, won't be all, you know, dolled up like it would be if you got it on Amazon, but it, it'll be yours, and it'll be yours for a smile. All you got to promise me is that when you get it, you 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 give me a uh, universal smile, just a just a nice smile. I don't even need to see it. Just all you got to do is smile, and that's payment enough. The uh, 
podcast. If you want to uh, send us out a voice memo, you can through through the uh, show. There's a way for you to communicate that way. And uh, I love hearing from everybody. Thank you so much for your kind comments and your kind words. It means a great deal to me always. The uh, what else? There was something else I wanted to say, and now I, it slipped my mind. So, oh, uh, I just want to say because it it comes through my show a lot is, and I try to keep everybody up to date. As all of you know that listen to or read or well, not necessarily uh, something I've read or written, but if you listen especially to the show, you know that I'm still recovering from COVID nineteen. Uh, I was. Uh, in the hospital for over a month, uh, and then another month in recovery. And, uh, uh, I still have trouble breathing. It kind of lingers. And, uh, I'm hoping as is my doctor that that will, uh, subside itself. But with COVID being what COVID is, and it's being really basically brand spanking new, uh, nobody knows what the long-term effects are. Uh, from having it, especially in the severe form that I had it in and the level of pneumonia that I got in my lungs while I was sick. And so uh, if I sound like I'm breathing hard and, you know, it sounds like I'm making a, 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 a funny phone call, it's really not. It is uh, uh, me just having trouble breathing. And so sometimes I and sometimes I, you get what's called a COVID fog, I guess is what they call it. I think uh, some of us used to call those senior moments um, where you kind of just lose track of things for a second. And you go, oh, my God, you know, just a, and so these are some things that and what I wanted to say beyond uh, just apologizing for for those times where it just kind of seems like I might get uh where I have to take a breath like I did just then. And, uh, uh, you know, or you, or you kind of go oh, and you kind of stumble through something is, you know, whatever you got to do to protect yourself. You know, if, uh, I know that like in my state, they've, uh, opened it back up and stuff like that. You know, if you're out somewhere and here's what I can tell you, what I learned and we'll, and we're going to leave it with this is, you're more likely to get it off of a hard surface, okay? And what's even worse is you're more likely to get it in a public restroom because if you're sitting on a, a commode, that is a highly that that and um, that is an easy way to get um, as gross as it sounds. It's as easy way to get um, any kind of bacteria and stuff like that. It's gross, but it's the truth. Hard surfaces. Here's the thing. You know, you can wear the mask and, and I'll be the first one to admit, I hate wearing a bleeding mask. It, I can't breathe in it for one. It's hot. And, you know, I, I'm not sick. I'm not, I'm not symptomatic. I, you know, I don't have it. I'm negative. And so, uh, you know, but I obviously don't want to get it again. And yes, it is an airborne thing. Okay. But, um, from what I was told is that you are more likely to get it off of a hard surface of some sort, be a toilet lid, a door handle it from a public restroom, a door handle from a public space. Uh, you know, a, uh, uh, when you're checking out your groceries, well, everybody there can have a damn, uh, uh, mask on, but guess what? If that person in the car sneezed into their hand and didn't use hand sanitizer, okay, then guess what's on their hand? Whether it's flu, pneumonia, or whatever the hell it is, you don't know if the person in front of you just had a temperature and is handsing all over the, because the, uh, now it, to add insult to injury at big uh, retailers, you have to check out your own damn groceries. You know, and for me, that's, you know, I remember when the kid used to take your groceries out to your car, you know, that was some service. There was a young man or a young lady there that bagged your groceries, asked you if you wanted two sacks, you know, for heavier sacks and, uh, and put your groceries in your car for you. 
you know. Today, not only do you have to check out, and you know why they do that? Because it's cheaper than paying employees minimum wage, and that just barbecues my ass, but that's a whole other thing. Technology has taken so much, has given us so much, but it's also taken a lot with it. So, uh, but that's my my thing with this COVID stuff is, you know, like I had to sit down just now because I was walking around. And it, you, you breathe, it just, you don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. And it's, a, it, it's on one hand for me, it's frightening because I don't want to not be able to do the things that I want to do. I don't want to be able to not ski. I don't want to be able to not go camping or hiking, rock climbing. I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want to not be able to do some of the things that I love to do. I don't want to be able to go out and, and shoot uh, film. I don't want to be, I, I, I want to be able to go shoot photography. And some of that requires some physical strenuous work, you know? And so it scares me that that, that might have been taken away from me because of COVID, you know? And so, because no one knows what the long-term effects. When you have a great doctor like mine, who will actually be honest and say, we don't have the knowledge to know yet what the long-term effect is going to be, you know, I don't know if you're going to get better, you know, right now it stays kind of status quo. It's not getting worse, but it's not really getting better, you know, and most days it's hard for me to breathe. You know, I, 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 I have to breathe through my nose because I need oxygen to get in my bloodstream because I start feeling myself, you know, and you can feel it. It's crazy and it's scary. And I don't, you know, I, I want to be better. I don't, you know, and so if you are suffering from an illness and uh, God bless you and I pray for your healing. And and here's the thing, you know, we hear funny, you know, and, and I'll be the first to admit, you know, I, I've used this. But, you know, we kind of jokingly say, you know, when you're in a shitty place, well, you got your health. Well, when you don't have it and you have your health, then th- that really is something. Okay. Um, it can be funny and it can be a joke and, and you can say, well, you know, geez, you got your health. You know, it seems like an innocuous thing when you're joking about it, but when you don't have it, it, it it's a, it's, it's a scary thing. It's a big deal. You know, I, uh, uh, you know, just, it's, it's something. So do what you can to protect yourself. Get, Hand sanitizer, you know, get a good, good hand sanitizer, a good alcohol-based hand sanitizer. And when you start, you know, before you start doing, you know, checking out your groceries and shit, sanitize your hands. And then before you touch anything on your body, after you've completed your work, sanitize your, uh, your hands again, okay? And then when you're putting up groceries and stuff like that, you know, sanitize your hands and, and go through hand sanitizer. You know, and uh, uh, and do what you can to protect yourself. That's all I'm saying. Uh, took seven and a half minutes to say it, but you know, hey, I love you guys, and I don't want you to get sick. And uh, that's gonna get it. That's gonna be it. It's gonna get it. Okay, take back your life. Don't listen to naysayers, and don't listen to the bullshit in your head that says you can't do it. Okay. Learn to say, I can do it. Learn to believe in yourself. And that takes time, training. Remember what I said, you can't walk onto, you can't go to Walmart, pick up some golf clubs and meet Tiger out at the thing and go, I'm kicking your ass today. Okay. Now, if you had played all of your life or you had played for some years and trained, trained and retrained, then I might, yeah, I might give you a go. Say, all right, this, this is going to be interesting. You know, but if you've never done it, then don't expect to go out and beat, you know, somebody who plays consistently all the time. Give yourself time to learn. Okay, be patient with yourself. It comes to you. I promise. I never thought that I would get through some of the things that I've gotten through. Okay, uh, this last three years. And I did. And I have. And I continue to move, grow, and get better. You can too. Because if I can, you can. And that's uh, a cliche, but hey, I'll throw them out there every now and again. All right? 
All right, guys. Well, that's it for this uh, show. Take your life back. And uh, remember, uh, if no one else tells you today, I'm telling you, I love you. Take care of yourself. Uh, Be healthy. Be safe. God bless. And this is Robert Bruton with the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. Bye for now. Thank you.